Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. lovely people welcome to the podcast I wanted to talk to you today about um, future fantasies this topic has been coming up a lot in my world lately and um, I thought it would be really fun to explore how this works how self-doubt gets involved and importantly like how you can unhook yourself from this quite seductive method of protecting ourselves so What I mean by future fantasies, it's the idea that time will pass and one day I'll have this or do this or be this. So it's this kind of when then that future fantasies create. When I get that job, when I meet my person, when my business takes off, when I get in shape, when my bank account says this number, then, then I'll be able to relax, I'll feel loved, I'll feel proud of myself. I'll let myself off the hook. Life will feel effortless and joyful. It's so bloody seductive, right? But it's actually a form of self-protection. It's one of the very sophisticated ways that self-doubt holds us back. And I just wanted to share today what I see happening in so many of my clients, what I've absolutely done myself countless times. And I think this is such an innocuous pattern of protection. I really want to bring this into your conscious awareness. So if you're experiencing it, you can begin to interrupt it. And yes, of course, I absolutely have some ideas for you in this episode about how to kind of move out of it. So if you tend to get stuck in future fantasies, this episode is absolutely for you. All right, I think there are two big ways that those future fantasies hold us back. And these are the reasons I think it's such an effective, seductive, protective pattern. So the first is that we just end up waiting. We wait. We wait to feel ready. We wait for a sign, permission to wake up and magically have a whole different outlook on life. We wait to get to that future place when we've already achieved the goal, the dream, the desire, the thing we're yearning for, and we never quite get there, right? We wait to feel happy enough to do it, like we have our shit together enough to start dating, or we have enough space in our weekly calendars to begin that creative project. We feel qualified enough to apply for the job, or trained enough to call yourself a coach, or you've saved enough to feel safe. But what happens when you're waiting for that? that state to begin is that time passes, right? You can't wait long enough to feel safe enough to make this fantasy a reality. Time is just going to pass if you're waiting. But also, I don't want you to miss out on one of the deepest enjoyments of life, right? Because you think an outside circumstance will magically make everything better. I want you to be in the reality of you right now. She is so capable. She has everything she needs. It's so easy to believe in her and you. And deciding to believe that you can figure this out. You can explore why you're protecting yourself. You can come up with a plan for all the setbacks and challenges and frustrations and obstacles that are in your way. You can ask for help. Come and join Self-Belief School. You can come up with beliefs that will support you. You can take the first steps. All of this is absolutely in your very immediate future. 
And that's how we get out of this future fantasy trap and into actually achieving the goals and dreams that mean something to us, that grow us and expand who we are. But we wait, we wait to feel ready. We wait for a sign, permission to wake up and magically have a whole different outlook on life. We wait to get to that future place when we've already achieved the goal, the dream, the desire, the thing we're yearning for. And we never quite get there, right? We wait to feel happy enough to do it. Like we have our shit together enough to start dating or we have enough space in our weekly calendars to begin that creative project. We feel qualified enough to apply for the job or trained enough to call yourself a coach or you've saved enough to feel safe. But what happens when you're waiting for that, that state to begin, is that time passes, right? You can't wait long enough to feel safe enough to make this fantasy a reality. You can't wait long enough to feel safe enough to make this fantasy a reality, right? Because that's not what makes it real, right? Waiting does nothing. Waiting is just time passing. The second reason that these future fantasies really effectively hold us back is that we think we'll be a whole other better, happier person because of the thing we've achieved. But I want you to know that that's just not true. Like your life is a result of what you've cultivated in your inner world, not the other way around. So the way you see the world, the way you see yourself, the way you talk to yourself, the thoughts you choose to believe, the emotions you allow yourself to generate, that's what shows up in your outer life, no matter what your life looks like. So even if you arrive at this mythical future destination where you've met your person or started writing or you've applied for the job or you've launched your business, you're going to be taking you with you. (laughs) For a very long time, I thought this was a real design flaw. And this is why I think goals are amazing, but it's never about ticking it off. It's never about getting to the point of success. It's about who you become along the way. Like goals to me are just the vehicle for your growth and expansion. I'm way more interested in your growth than your goal, right? It's never the goal that has the power, it's you. So future fantasies leave us waiting and we give all our power to the thing we're fantasizing about. And we do have these fantasies for a bloody good reason. They give us a clue to what we're envisioning our daydreaming is a often a really amazing way to imagine what we want to see our intentions but how do we get out of waiting how can we use our creative imaginations for good how do we cultivate the inner resources to support ourselves how do we let go of those future fantasies and bring them into now So I want to give you three things to do instead of waiting right um, the first thing, is to explore for yourself why you are waiting. Right, so questions like, what does waiting protect me from? What is it about having this remain a fantasy that feels safest? Right, when I think about taking actual steps towards my dream, what worries, doubts and fears come up? Now the thing is, you might resist looking at this too closely. Your brain is going to want you to stay in that comforting, soothing, fun side of daydreaming where it all goes amazing. 
But what about the reality of creating this thing you're dreaming about? What will that really be like? I think it's hugely courageous to look at this. The thing is that we think setbacks and challenges and frustrations, not being able to control the outcome of things, we often think that something has gone wrong, right? This means that either we're wrong, the dream's wrong, or you know, the universe doesn't want us to have this thing. I don't think anything's gone wrong. I think it just means you're doing something, right? Like setbacks, challenges, and frustrations are inevitable. And we can totally plan for them and we can figure them out. As a coach, I'm absolutely in love with your setbacks and challenges and frustrations because I know that's where you get to build courage and resilience and a sense of humor about yourself and this goal and the ability to problem solve, which is incredibly satisfying, right? So, This is where the growth happens, right? So you can start this process right now. You can start bringing your fantasy into reality by just looking at what might go wrong. What will you do if that happens? What can you say to yourself that will be supportive? Now, I'm recording this on the morning before we head off on our summer holiday. Yeah, it's mid-September. But here's the thing. We're getting on a plane and we're going to a beach in Europe. And three things that constitute setbacks, frustrations, and challenges for me when it comes to my dream holiday are heat, crowds, and flying easy jet. So, you know, I'm problem solving here. We go slightly off season where the weather is warm, but it's not stupid hot. We avoid the mad crowds. We can't avoid easy jet, but we've booked early to choose the seats we wanted. We got speedy boarding, right? We've problem solved some stuff could easily have chosen not to go. It's too much faff, can't be doing with it. It's not a great time in my business to be going away. I could have made up endless reasons to keep this fantasy holiday just in a dream state rather than in the, you know, the gritty reality of EasyJet. (laughs) But then I would have missed out on what is ahead of me this week, which I have I've decided very little control over and actually I'm not that attached to. I'm just going to figure it out as I go. I'm with my person. It will be fine. Right? And so think about your dream and what might go wrong and what will you do if that happens? How can you support yourself now? What can you believe to support yourself and how does that feel? Right? So my beliefs are this experience is totally worth waiting for. And I can choose the ease-filled path. And this helps me feel some quiet excitement. I'm already feeling quite relaxed, which is the whole damn point of the holiday. So this is a really key part of this, is thinking about the supportive beliefs when it comes to your goals. I really want you to come up with some beliefs that can support you. And the thing about these beliefs is that it should be things you already believe. They're easy to believe because you already believe them. This means that your supportive beliefs aren't aspirational. They aren't in the future, right? There's a ring of truth in your body right now when you believe them, right? And this matters so much because it means you won't experience any resistance, Right. That's why affirmations don't work. And the research around this is really clear. Like if you don't believe something, then telling it to yourself won't won't change that reality. And I found that affirmations don't feel true and can have the opposite effect than what we actually want to use them for. Right. Because if we know, well, I'm just not that person, I'm lying to myself. There's actually a resistance in your body that can accentuate self-doubt. 
So explore why you are waiting. Consider what might go wrong. What will you do if that happens? What beliefs would support you? And how do those beliefs feel? And then we want to do the really cool thing of bridging that gap between your current reality and your future fantasy. Actually take action. I know. Crazy, right? But here's the thing that I really want you to do is pay attention to your experience of taking action. Let me explain. I want you to choose the smallest, most doable first step. I'm going to give you an example to really bring this to life. So um, this week I've been chatting on email to some folks that came along to a free workshop that I hosted. And you can watch this if you want to. The link is in the show notes and it's all about these protective patterns that self-doubt throws up. I wanted to show people just how damn sophisticated our self-doubt is. So I'm sharing a model of these protective patterns that I've been developing over the last few years. So I was chatting to an artist and a coach who coaches other artists, right? So great. Such a needed flavor of coaching. And she was stuck in this dream of having a booked up practice. She wanted about six to 10 clients. She had the most beautiful vision of her practice, how her coaching would support her art and her art would support her coaching. Like, yes, I love it when people do that thing that they can they can coach from the experience of. I think that's super, super fun. So her beautiful vision, her future fantasy is ace, but she wasn't doing anything to bridge the gap between her current reality and that fantasy. So for everyone listening, you're probably thinking, well, just put the word out there, start marketing your practice, right? Like, of course, she knew this too. But this is the thing that happens, I think, is that most of us kind of know what we need to do. What we don't often know is why we can't seem to do it, right? Why we stay in that future fantasy, right? And the thing is that putting the word out there for this person is going to mean being with all of the thoughts and feelings of the outcome of that action. What happens if this happens, right? And that's where we get stuck. Because self-doubt will say, well, what if no one wants it? I'll feel terrible. This thing that's so precious to me will kind of die very quickly. right? Of course we keep it as a future fantasy. Of course we stay in the realms of possibility. Because who wants to face the reality of that disappointment and failure and you know feeling so rubbish because of it? When actually that's where the magic is, right? Bridging into reality means you get to face the actual challenges to build the courage and resilience and solve the problems. This is where you grow. And I really want you to hear that it's never as awful as our self-doubt tries to convince us it will be, right? Remember the whole purpose of self-doubt is to protect us. And if you were trying to stop someone from doing something, you would tell them all the things that could go wrong. You would tell them the worst case scenario, wouldn't you? That's what self-doubt's doing. So me and this person were having an email chat about bridging the gap with small doable steps, right? Doing, bringing this thing into reality, this dream into reality in the smallest, most doable way. And this is where I see so many of us getting stuck is we go too big too soon. And this is why I really want you to pay attention to your experience of taking action. Notice any resistance in your body to doing the thing, it just means the action is probably a bit too big. So you might need to break that down into more manageable steps. 
So my suggestion to um, to this coach was, well, what if you just took the first step of making a list of all the artists and the people connected to artists that you know, people that might refer your work on or may want to work with you themselves, right? A very simple step that doesn't involve anybody, that has very manageable resistance in your body, make the list perfect first safe step to take and then you've made that first step right the dream is a little bit closer to you so what comes next right well maybe it's clarifying a bit more about what you actually offer and writing that in a compelling way like that might be two or three steps and then sending that compelling offer to a pal for feedback to someone else who gets your work and believes in you incorporating that feedback that's probably three more steps and then writing a short intro email right that's another couple of steps if you write a draft first and then get it sorted for yourself there's seven eight tasks before you actually send anything to anyone right seven eight building blocks of things that feel really doable that have you moving along that path of bringing that future fantasy into your current reality. And what happens is that in the process of these seven, eight tasks, your beliefs change, your emotions change, you grow, right? You grow. And this is a huge part of self-belief school is how to get to a place where you've completed a project with a regulated nervous system with, with as limited resistance as possible in a way that just feels really good to you, in a way that feels supportive to you, where you're encouraged and you're learning how to talk to yourself to encourage yourself, to show yourself compassion. This is the thing, right? Navigating that resistance that self-doubt brings up means we are kind to ourselves. We don't have to white-knuckle it the whole way. So I don't want you to wait Stop waiting for some magical epiphany that because the thing that happens once you get to the place of having, you know, sent the email to all these people on your list and bringing in, start bringing in the clients, start having those conversations. Once that starts happening, you can no longer go back to being the person who has not done this. You just can't unring that bell. You get to change in the process. And that's just such an amazing gift to give yourself. All right, lovely people, I want you to go out, make your dreams happen. I know I sound like such a freaking coach right now. And I also want you to know that Friday the 23rd of September is the absolute last day to enroll in self-belief school this year. I wanted to keep the enrollment open because I know that some of you are still on the edge. So if you really want to have this experience of bringing your future fantasies into your current reality before the end of this calendar year and then have another whole year's support of coaching with me, this is your chance. 23rd of September is the last day to enroll this year. I can't wait to support you. Take care, everyone. Hey, you might have been listening to Courage and Spice for quite a while now. And I want to invite you to take this to the next level. I want to show you how to apply this work to your life. Come and check out Self Belief School. This is the coaching experience for humans with self-doubt. It's a fresh and fun, evidence-based roadmap for healing the root causes of your self-doubt and cultivating robust self-belief. 
no good vibes needed, pop on over to selfbelief.school for all the details. I can't wait to see you there.